This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sky Blues Extra. Hello and welcome to the Sky Blues Extra podcast, which as usual is kindly sponsored by Shortland Horn, Coventry's leading estate agents. My name is Tom Ward and I'm delighted to be joined this evening by Dave. Good evening, Tom. Evening, mate. And returning after a short absence, we've got Dino. Chaps, how are we? Good to be back. How are you doing, Dean? It feels like it's been ages. It has been ages. I think like over six weeks since I was last on a yeah. pod. So yeah, good good to be back. Yeah, it's very good to have you back on. Um, it's been another busy week for the Sky Blues as they entertained Birmingham in the Midlands Derby at the CBS on Tuesday, followed by a very cold and windy away trip to the South Coast to take on Scott Parker's Bournemouth. It was a week that yielded two draws, but that definitely doesn't tell the full story. Um, Dino, how are you feeling after this week's instalment? Uh, can I be honest? Yeah, I'd love you to be. Okay, well, a little bit of a Debbie Downer, shall we say. Um, I think it was a bit of a flat week, if I'm honest. I know the result yesterday, obviously brilliant to come away with the point. Um, and obviously an unbeaten week after coming up against two of the, the free fancy teams at the start of the season in, in Sheffield and Bournemouth. But I feel like Tuesday, we lacked the cutting edge. Mm. And when we were comfortably better than that Birmingham side, and yesterday, I thought up until the sending off, we weren't in that match mm. at all. Um, we were sloppy in possession. Again, lacked any threat at the top end of the pitch. And that, that's down to, to how we set up away from home, which I can't have too many complaints with, especially going against the top of the league. But it kind of felt like a last season performance in that sense. I, di- I didn't think like the lads had that sort of belief mm. that they've had this, this year up against a good side. You know, we had that belief against Fulham and we we just seemed to lack that yesterday. But don't you think we, we don't you think we had the belief to get back into the game though? Later yeah, I'm gonna say after that last 20 minutes though, summed us up, you know, that never say die attitude 
and it was brilliant to come away with something when we were, you know, we were pretty much up against it mm. up until that point. And what that gives us now is real momentum going into to what's going to be a huge game next Saturday. Yeah. Obviously, we'll get into more detail, but I think, yeah, I, I felt like, you know, how many teams would have got a result yesterday, realistically, in the league? I don't think many would, to be honest with you. Um, I think it was a real show of character to get back into that game. I mean, we I think we equalised in the 85th minute. Um, I'm sorry, got one back in the 85th and then got the equaliser in the 95th. That's, you know, just typifies what we're like, doesn't it, Dino? Yeah, we were handed a very generous car with the sending off, though. You know, because mm. up until that point, we weren't going to get in that game. Yeah. Uh, that was done and dusted at 2-0. And we, ha- we were handed a lifeline. And I suppose what is good is that we took the lifeline yeah. and we made the most of it. Yeah, absolutely. And you, know, you look over the years, you know, how many times we've been up against 10 men. I mean, we were up against 10 men against Birmingham and we didn't really show that character, which was mm. odd, really. But, you know, that game was a little dull, if I'm, if I'm perfectly honest. I didn't think we were going to get anything from that yeah. um, after after seeing how sort of the game progressed. But yeah, that yesterday actually, you know, taking the opportunity that arose we don't we, ha- we haven't done that for for quite a long time and that's something that's happened this season uh, quite a lot we've taken the opportunities when they've arose and and mm. you know you, you can only give plaudits to the team for, for doing that yeah yeah absolutely um we'll get into the Bournemouth game in more detail later on but Dave it was uh, quite the day out wasn't it yeah it really was um <laughs> that's everything didn't it it did yeah the <laughs> railways of Britain are absolutely stinking I was going to say I, I left this question for you so you can have a little bit of a rant on it and get it out your system and then move on it yeah I mean we spoke about this a long time haven't we before and I'm I'm a big believer that there needs to be some a lot more done for football fans um, from a travel aspect but you don't mind paying do you the costs and the money that it that it costs to follow your country uh, your, your sorry not your country but your club uh, across the whole of the country um, up north south um, and you don't mind doing it if you get a decent service but to literally be on the cusp of not making kickoff because of just you know things that are outside of a lot of people's control you know trees and stuff that come down but it's just we seem to always be up against it with transport and it's just, we seem to be the, the people that are like always uh, forgotten, you know, weekends when people do everything, not just football fans, but we decide to put rail rail replacements on or we decide to do you know, work that on the rail. Oh, at that, the CBS, it's a joke, isn't it, really? It, it, well, there, there you go. That's another yeah. one, you know, you've got a, a really good, it's got to be one of the closest stations to a football ground I think in this country right and it doesn't run because a train line that borrows the railways from 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 pretty much the government just can't get their house in order it's got to be some kind of tax for the one of the CBS I think yeah Mm. it's just but yeah you know it it made it all worth it right it was nightmare of the trains we were at an airport for for, yeah I don't know if you heard Dino we ended up at Southampton airport on the way um, which was quite entertaining because that'd be a very into... short flight. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, we were we were weighing up the options, and we were starting to think perhaps we could fly to Bournemouth from Southampton. But yeah, there were quite a few confused faces as we walked into the departure lounge. Eight of us, all in like cough hats and scarves. Um, <laughs> I said, "Have got their passport?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I can only, the only time I've been to Southampton Airport, I've been on a propeller plane, and they are not fun. And they that's what we needed there. yesterday. They wouldn't yeah. have been fun in that It wouldn't have though. been a pleasure flight, I don't think. No. no. But yeah, it's just, it was, yeah, fantastic result and in the end. Um, and 
probably made it all worth it but it's just it does seem to be increasingly more hard now to yeah to get to get to to football on a weekend it does seem to be but um we we made it throughout of uh, all of the the trials and tribulations thrown at us we we somehow made it did you yeah. go for a mandatory spoons beer in the airport like you tend to do every every sort of holiday? I don't, it's worse, Dean. I don't think Southampton Airport has a spoons. Basically, it probably doesn't even have spoons in terms of utensils, <laughs> let alone a weather spoon. Or a runway. At this yeah. point. We were just glad they had a taxi rank, to be honest, mate. Yeah. Which got us to Bournemouth. But anyway, um, let's go back and talk about the Birmingham game first of all. Anyway, um, Dave, in the absence of Andy, I'll get the match that's off you. Yeah. Uh, Bit of bit of pressure to get these right, isn't it? But um, yeah. we've got big shoes to fill, mate. Yeah, sixty five percent possession, um, thirteen shots versus six, five shots on target versus just the one, uh, three hundred seven passes completed versus one hundred fifteen. Um, defensively, five mm. interceptions versus twelve, eight tackles one versus sixteen. 23 aerial duels one versus their 20 seconds. You can see 22, sorry, you can see that, you know, they were, they were quite on the back foot and quite defensive. Um, and it just shows us how much in control of that game that, that we were really. How many passes was that for Birmingham? Uh, 115 versus 307. I think 110 of them were a long throw. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yeah, they, they're, and, not, and the, they're not on our the, side, the, are they? And the other five were just straight over Deeney's head. Oh, awful team. Yeah, they're not a nice team to watch. I know they've got loads of injuries and suspensions, but even so, you'd like to see some sort of style of football, wouldn't you, really? Yeah, it's called yeah. neck neck brace football. That's what you need for yeah. watching Birmingham. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't pretty at all. Um, Dino, what did you make of the team lineups? Obviously, Robbins brought in Godden, Kelly and Matson back into the side. Yeah, obviously not surprised at reverting back to sort of two up top. You know, that's when we've looked at our best at home, um, especially into what was a, a depleted Birmingham side, shall we say. I think Sheaf was probably unlucky to be dropped after his performance against Sheffield on, on Saturday, but kind of understandable with, with Kelly coming back in. It was a game where we would be attacking more often than not. And Kelly sort of gives you that protection that he covers the whole of the pitch. So when your wing-backs go forward, more often than not, Kelly's the one covering that position. Yeah. If there is if there is a, an attack from there, and then Kane obviously dropped for for Matson as well, which I think is just down to to having that balance on either wing with the left and right foot. Yeah, but you know, question marks over whether Dabo should be playing ahead of Kane at the moment. Kane's playing really really well. I'm sure we'll come into his performance against Bournemouth, and we'll talk about that in more detail. But you know, there's 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 real competition now that right wing back spot, and and Kane is pushing Dabo all the way. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people on Twitter are saying that, you know, what does Kane have to do to get a start in the team? And I don't know if you feel like there's certain sentiment towards to players. from Chelsea. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's certain, like sentiment towards certain players like Dabo where they sort of seem quite undroppable just because they've been at the club for such a long time. They're clearly a fan's favourite, but, yeah, you know, the crux of it is the best players should be playing, really. And that's so, Kane for me. I think Dabo's been poor for the last mm. six, seven games. So he hasn't been at his best at all. Um, yep. His passing looks off. Yeah, I know yesterday he was out of position, but his passing looks awful. Um, I, I'm sure his actual um, passing accuracy stats are, are pretty much down in the doldrums, if I'm if I'm honest. And he just doesn't seem to have that knack of taking on the man anymore. He may do it once or twice in a game, but you look at back at the last season, um, the last season where he's played well, He's been doing that five, six times a game and we've been, you know, getting chances from it. And 
I just don't think he's at his best. And, you know, maybe dropping him out the side might, might do him the world of good to sort of fight back for his place. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd definitely agree with you there. Um, the game kicked off and it was another electric atmosphere at the CBS, wasn't it, Dave? It's really nice to have Midlands derbies back. It feels like it's been a long time since we've had one of those proper rivalries at, under the lights at, at the CBS. Yeah, all of the games this season under the lights have been a really good atmosphere. Um, it doesn't seem to be going away. It doesn't seem to be dropping. That's obviously buoyed by the performances that the team are putting in because we are really getting um, fantastic, you know, um, energetic performances from 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 the squad. So that helps, doesn't it, in keeping people entertained. And um, it helps by putting more bums on seats. But the whole atmosphere at, at the uh, CBS this season has been absolutely incredible. And it's definitely playing its part. Um, and yeah, nice to have a, a bit of a, a derby. And, and fair play to, to, to Brum as well, because they... You know, it's not far, but they brought a, a fair decent number. There's maximum that they could bring. Probably wanted, probably wanted to, and could have brought more. Um, yeah. And definitely helped the atmosphere. And you know, we'll talk about it. But actually, they 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 got them. They got their team a point. If I'm honest, mm. um, it, it, they really did. They they were more than the twelfth man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people to come to a ground where they have no possible way of getting home. So <laughs> fair play to them. Um, we started the game well, didn't we, Dino? And we looked really on top. Yeah, definitely. And um, we were totally dominant in that that sort of opening period. They could not deal with that extra runner, be it O'Hare or Hamer, making that that extra run beyond their, their midfield. They could not deal with that. Uh, they weren't at the races at all. How many chances we sort of, I'd say chances, sort of half chances did mm. we create from, from that extra runner? You know, the, the passing was really crisp, really intricate play. Uh, Hamer looked absolutely bang up for it, didn't he, boys? Like that's one one of the best performances I've seen from him yeah. in a long time. Um, the sort of intricate play between him, O'Hare, and, and Dabo was was really nice on the eye at, at times. Yeah, he looked but, did really... we, but saying all that, did we create a real clear cut opportunity at that at that point? No, we didn't. Exactly that. Exactly what I was going to come on to. I think we played some lovely football, but. We just really lacked that finish in the final third, Dave, didn't we? Which it just felt quite frustrating on the night to watch. Yeah, I think I think we've done this a lot this season. We've scored obviously more goals than we scored last season. Um, we look a lot more attacking, especially at the start of the season. But we do seem to get to that final third and maybe run out of options. Sometimes the you know the run in or the the runs that the strikers make aren't aren't sort of on the same level as as the midfielders. But we do we do seem to stop and then try and go backwards. And at times we feel a bit like watching Arsenal when they used to just knock the ball around for ages. And I know that's trying to create an opening, but I do think sometimes we should just try and go for the, the jugular and, and yeah. have a shot. And, and we are doing that at times, but we still are trying to play this cute football in the final third. And, and sometimes it ends up that we're going backwards or we just stop dead. And I felt that. But... In fairness, you know, Brum put a lot of men behind the ball. Um, they they were there to frustrate and it, it, that's what their game plan was really. And, and yeah. breaking down sides, you know, even you look at it and Bournemouth, um, West Brom, Fulham, teams like that are struggling to break down some of these teams in the championship that are putting players, you know, team players behind the ball and and, and really, you know, making it difficult to get beat. And I don't think anyone would say that Brum almost came to win the game that much. Um, they were quite content to be, you know, defending and, and getting men behind the ball. And it's it's always hard to break that, you know, break them down in that way. 
Yeah, I mean, we've, you know, we've created this sort of uh, environment at the CBS now where a point is a really good result there. I mean, Derby were buzzing with a point, weren't they? Um, they came for that and Birmingham the same. And it's just, it's become really hard actually at home that teams are just coming and like you say, they're And likewise, our own expectations of a win, right? And you could feel yeah, that exactly. against Birmingham on 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 the night. And I don't think had fans have perhaps been in the grounds on our first season in the championship, that that expectation perhaps would have been there. But when you find yourself in the dizzy heights of third, fourth, fifth and sixth, it starts to to grow, doesn't it? And people are coming back to the to the CBS, of course, that perhaps haven't visited this season, haven't visited since since we left there. And they're hearing all of these stories, they're listening to on the radio, they're reading, you know, the evening telegraph in the in the evenings and, and all of this, you know, it's it's just snowballing, isn't it, into to a, a bit more of an expectation than perhaps um mm people thought it was going to be at the start of the season which is a great position to be in but it that is going to make its way into the atmosphere it naturally it will um and i think that's you know we've set our expectations so hard that against teams like brum and we don't get a win that's when you know people will start to get a little bit frustrated or surprised i guess surprise is the right word yeah i think that's when you when you beat the, the decent teams at home and you you draw against those the Birmingham's and the Derby's, for instance. That's when you start to question things. Yeah, but I think at the same time you've got to look at their game plans, and they came to frustrate, and that's I think that's exactly what they did. Whereas teams like West Brom, they'll come to play football, and when teams come and play football against us, or we go in there and play football, we are a lot better because that's where yeah. that's yeah. where we come into. It's always been like that. Yeah. That's we that's don't that. deal with that. We don't deal with how teams you know, just come to frustrate. We we can't deal with that situation. <laughs> it's been like that for a long time though, hasn't it? I think even you could go back to the League Two and League One days and we had, you know, when we used to play the Forest Greens and these teams and we just always struggled against them. Um, in League One, it was the same. Um, we've one, always yeah. done better against better sides, haven't we? Yeah, for sure. You know, you look at some of the games that we had last in League One, you know, Ipswich, it was a narrow win, wasn't it? And Portsmouth. They're a team that played Sunderland. football. Yeah. But- and so far this season, it's been the same. But um, when we do, we when we come up against a footballing squad, because we can play, we, we, we're picking up the results. And that's why we're seeing these results against the Fulhams and stuff like that, because we can mix it with them. Yeah. Um, one of the best chances of the game came in the 61st minute. It was some lovely play from Vic down the left. Um, and he put Hamer through, but it was straight at the keeper. Um, should he have done better here, Dean? Oh, 100%. Yeah, goes with completely the wrong foot for some reason. Just tried, it, shouldn't he? Yeah, he tries some lavish outside of the boot thing when it's probably easier to go with his left foot, if, I, if I'm honest, because he's coming onto the ball as well. Mm. It's, it's a bit like, you know, Gordon in that Reading game early in the season. He took it early on his left foot and he yeah. just had no chance. You, you yeah, just can't he can go react to the post. Yeah. Um, and he could have even played it one more to the right and, and Gordon has an open net. So, yeah, close to a really good move. And it started again from, from our own half breaking away and, Callum in, instrumental in that again with that sort of driving run up the pitch, you know, taking us 30, 40 yards within within an instant. And Dick again with the ball at his feet is just an absolute menace, isn't he? But yeah. really disappointed that we didn't put this one away. And I think if that goes in, Birmingham's hairs drop and it becomes, you know, Peterborough kind of that, yeah. that kind of feel. We get we get two or three quickly. Yeah, yeah. Completely any agree. point in the game, any point in the game we scored, Birmingham's head is gone. And you know yeah. we we go on to to a comfortable victory, um, but yeah, it's just frustrating. Mm. Um, and then 
slightly concerned. Hayman went down injured. Um, did look like quite a nasty one, Dave. Um, from where I was sitting, it looked like it might have been his knee. But what did you make of that? Yeah, it did, didn't it? And it's always a worry when Hamer goes down. Um, I think I've just been... got PTSD from all the ACL injuries, to be honest. Yeah, and he, he's just been such an influential player, hasn't he, for us that we we really miss him. I think when when he's not there, and and that was that was it. Yeah, I I don't know. It's hard to know, isn't it? We haven't heard and... much from the club about it, have no. we? Which which I'd say is probably a good thing. Yeah. Um, or yeah, I don't know. It's probably one of them. And if you, it, from the side, when your knee gets knocked or whatever, it can can take a little while to to get right. But it might not be serious. Um, but yeah, we haven't heard much about no. it. But, but you know, saving him for January move away, boys. Yeah, <laughs> don't style that, Dino. I'll start the but rumors you know, now. Usually, when it's something serious, you hear that they've got to have a scan or something, or there's some sort of like next step with it. But there hasn't been any of that. So hopefully, it's just a knock. And he, he's it just does seem rest. a little bit. It's funny, isn't it? Because he's such a hothead and he'll steam into tackles, but he does seem to come off worse a lot. Like, you always seem to see him hobbling about. At he's not very big, though, is he, really? No, exactly. But he does seem to see see him hobbling around after mm. tackles and stuff. So it's a bit um, chalk and cheese, really, because if he's a bit injury-prone, but not injury-prone, but he seems to be a little bit more than, than others, then um, it's a bit yeah. of worry the way he flies into tackles. But let's hope we get a bit of news through soon. Yeah. Hopefully um, he just got decent, rested decent at the weekend. Now, right? so, um, Rob, Robbins did say yesterday it was just a bit of bruising or something like that, more yeah, proportionary. Okay. So. Fair enough. Yeah. So probably just rested for Bournemouth and then fighting yeah. fit for, for West Brom. Um, he did stay on the pitch for a little while um, and he whipped in one of his you know uh, notorious whipped in corners, which have been very dangerous all season. I nearly put it in. Um, Dean, but for the keeper tipping it over the bar. Yeah, he's been close, hasn't he? It's, and to us, I know you said about, you know, notorious for these, but I think it's been something that we've kind of missed in the last five, six games. Yeah. You know, we've reverted sort of out swinging corners rather than in. Yeah, I don't like is, those ones. Yeah, it's surprising because, you know, as you say, they've been really, really dangerous. And I think set pieces in general is something that we need to work on a little bit more. Even even free kicks as well. We We just don't seem to be that positive from them. I think we only scored four goals from, from set pieces, which is one of the lowest in the division. So I think that's something that we really need to work on. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and let's talk about the Rhinewood sending off. Obviously it's been much discussed across all sorts of people and pundits and, and everyone really over the last week or so. Um, for me, it's a red card. Um, I think he was off the floor. It was dangerous. It was very different to just tripping someone up who's breaking away. Uh, I know everyone's got a slightly different stance. Dave, what did you make of it? I hate cynical fouls. And it's not only because <laughs> we don't do them very often, um, although we've, we've, we have a few times, but rarely do we. Um, it tends to be teams like that, I guess. Um, you know, you can imagine Rotherham doing that. Um, people like that that just, like I say, don't always come to play football. And it. I just think it just ruins the game. I know it sounds awful but like we talk about all of these professional fouls and these 50 50s that people steam in i'd much rather show a kid a 50 50 tackle which is a proper honest tackle both you know sets of players have gone in for it than one of these dangerous trips that breaks down play like breaks down free flow in football it's just i know it's part of the game but it's just I just don't like it at all. Um, and it might be because we're on the receiving end of more of them, but I don't like it in any game. I hate it. Even when I watch a premiership game and someone sives someone down on the halfway line, 
yeah, take a book in, take one for the team. It's like we've all been there, we've played football and we've all took a yellow for the team. But it's just, I don't know. It, it, in, in well, the- but I think even with this one, Dave, I think there's slightly, there's two sort of arguments here. There's like what you're talking about, which I agree with is those cynical fouls are a pain. But I feel like this was that, but he's also got like flown in from behind. As in, yeah, no, if he was stood, if he was stood still is, on the pitch somewhere and he did that, he'd be off. So yeah. what difference does it make? Like, for me, it was quite dangerous. Yeah. And so, it was cynical. But, but for me, just the, the originally just explained that I just don't really like this, these types of fouls. I just think they ruin the spectacle. But would you, so would you have them as red cards as a rule then? Or um, You can't really. That's can you? Thing, because when you start going into that, you start going into dangerous territory about sending people off. But I don't know. I don't know. If it was ice hockey, you'd sim bin them, but bloody hell, we're not going to start doing that. But it's just, <laughs> I don't know. There's no real need, right answer. You need somewhere between, think, you need like an amber card, like between yellow and red, don't you? Yeah, it's just, I feel like <laughs> it just ruins, it's just not football, is it? It just ruins the spectacle of it. Like everyone loves a good honest challenge or a good aerial duel or battle. Everyone loves that. That's what, you know, proper football's about. But these cynical fouls where you know you're going to get away with it is just, and then you get subbed off, right, five minutes later on the 60th minute, take a book in, cheers, lads, thumbs up, see you later, you know, and it's just, but this one was dangerous. This was dangerous. He was out of control. He literally was like, you could see the way he timed it to the point that he was like, if I don't do it now, I'm actually going to miss him. Yeah. Um. And it was just it's at that at that pace as well. It's really, really dangerous. You just don't know how the yeah his leg could get caught under him and he could break his leg. Yeah, you just don't know, and it's just really, really dangerous. And I'm glad you know coach and staff had words. Lee Bowyer, you know, he'll defend it because he's he's an animal on the pitch anyway, wasn't he? <laughs> he, he was, you know, and that's that you you want those players in in your side um, in the right way, but um, he yeah you know so I'm not I'm not surprised that Lee Bowie will defend it but um, it's just for me it's dangerous it's reckless it's off of off the floor and and mixed with a cynical I think the ref was just like you know what I'm gonna make a make a bit yeah. of a, a statement a about yeah. about this um, and and good because hopefully it will stop um, you know a few people doing that in the, in the future yeah Dean I'm excited to hear your stance on this no, the two of us are just sitting and just joining Dave, enjoying Dave's rants to be honest <laughs> yeah, he's trying to put the world to right you know he wants the train sorted yeah he's getting a lot of his chest tonight he loves it doesn't he I feel like it's, it's like, like therapy for Dave this podcast or, or party Weekly. political podcast I don't know you know <laughs> folks Skype is extra at the ballot box in two years time uh, death day for PM um, <laughs> a few more votes less than Lord Buckethead yeah yeah <laughs> Well, maybe you are Lord Buckethead. Who knows? <laughs> In disguise. Yeah, uh, you looked like it yesterday. I saw a picture of you at the train station. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's cynical. It's a red card all day long. It's dangerous. Um, there's absolutely no need for it. And um, obviously, the pace that Matson's going at as well makes it look worse. Um, so, I, I don't think that the ref had an absolute had a had a question. In, in mind here, he had to go. There was no, there was no two ways about it. And you talk about the cynical fouls. I, I understand the sort of the clip. You know, you know when people clip mm. and they go over, but this wasn't. This was like a high, yeah, high tackle. Yeah, like dangerous. one in the back on the halfway line, or just coming through someone and just to hold up play, fine. Or they spin you and you just that's it's it. It's not just... dangerous, is it? That, no, this was dangerous. Yeah, yeah. That's and the difference here. You know what I love? Vivash and Robin's giving it some. That's what Especially I love to see. Especially Vivash. <laughs> All right. 
I'll tell did you, you what, lip read? Did you lip read what Ryan Wood said to Vivash? Yeah. yeah, I don't think we can repeat. I don't think I can here. say it on the podcast. No, no. My if you want to watch it back, you'll you'll quickly work out. Get it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, which means I would really love to know what Vivash said the other way. <laughs> yeah, if you yeah, show it's a, a, it's a reverse camera. Yeah, that's what we need. Yeah, yeah. That'd be uh, that'd be interesting to hear. Um, we did have a flurry of chances in the final moments where we could have won the game. Uh, Vic fired over, Matson fired over. And then right at the death, Walker got the ball in loads of space. Don't think he knew that he had loads of space and just rushed his shot, really. Um, and it went wide. It just wasn't meant to be. Dean, despite all of the late winners we've had this season, you felt like we were going to do it, but we just didn't quite get there, did we? I didn't feel like we were going to score at all. I could see, like, it was just one of those games. Um, you know, I just didn't really get into the match at mm. all. I was sitting, I was sitting on my sofa. Um, unfortunately, I just got back from from Dubai, so I couldn't make it. So I was sitting at home, and it just felt really flat. And the kind of these chances at the end kind of epitomised that. You know, Vic, Vic's chance is the one for me. That's the golden one. Um, I think know. if that had been Godden in that position, was it on? Or, it was on the right. Or Walker in that position. Yeah, yeah. It just, yeah, it just fell to the wrong player, didn't it? And it yeah. was quite similar to the Bristol goal, really, that, that got Godden buried and. Vic sort of went for it and it went over the bar Godden would have buried that bottom left corner wouldn't he yeah absolutely and you talk about Vic his decision making this year and his calmness has been one of the most impressive things that he's got going for him but even that let Vic down on this chance mm. um, but like you say if, if it was Godden or Walker you know I feel still feel these two guys Walker and Godden are miles ahead in sort of the finishing ability that we've got at the club um, it, it, it's 1-0 um, and you know, we're sitting here. We're sitting here talking about three points and a, and a decent performance. But you, you mentioned the Walker one as well. It's neither a shot or a cross, is it? I, you know, it's hard. I feel to like he that. just didn't know where he was. Yeah, and he, he's only been on the pitch for like two minutes. I don't think he'd had a touch either. You know, and as usual, the stupid Walker boo boys come out, don't they? And start <laughs> kicking off into it. They've moved on from Ben Sheaf, which is which is nice to see. But come on, give it a rest. You know, um, Walker scored some some important goals for us over the last two years and we know about his ability um, mm. and it just wasn't be, wasn't to be for, for anyone on the pitch that night. Yeah, yeah. Dave, was it two points dropped for you? Disappointing? I think so, yeah, definitely. I think um, <laughs> if if we don't make the playoffs, which is a, a mental thing to say, isn't it? If we don't make the playoffs. I think it's acceptable to, to talk about that, Dave. Dave believes, Dave believes. But if we don't, <laughs> Uh, on it, for whatever reason, I think these are the games we'll look back, and it's just what we said early on. Really, we just struggle sometimes to break teams down, and good teams find a way, don't they? Um, mm. But we had chances. You know, the one for me was the Matson in the first half. Um, that's right, isn't it? Um, with oh, that uh, intricate play with Hamer. With, and, yeah, and for me, yeah. that that that's the one really that should have should have found the back of the net. Um, but yeah, it's um, definitely two points dropped. You, you like to be beating teams that have, let's be honest, really struggled so far in the championship this season. Um, are down there for a reason in terms of the games that I've watched them play and in the game that they played against us, right? Every ball went out of play. They couldn't really string a couple of passes together. They had Deeney leading the line that's just, you, you know, he's he's a shadow of his, of his former Watford self. Um and they didn't really have a lot going for them apart from, you know, grounding out or grinding out a, a, a draw. And that's obviously what they they done. And 
the fans, I think, played a really big part because they had about a 15, 20 minute period where they just put everything in the air. And I don't know why we didn't just play it on the deck. Um, mm. A bit like what we did at Bournemouth when we had the extra man, we just started really moving the ball quick, passing it around and moving it. And that's what we should have been doing for the whole game against Birmingham. But there was about a 20 minute spell for some reason in the second half that we just seemed to try and want to be trying to match them in the air. And, you know, it just, that's what killed it. And that was tactically good, I think, from Boya to sort of make sure that the the game was just a real scrappy game because that's when we couldn't play our football and break them down. I'll grab a man of the match from each of you. Uh, Dean? Uh, Gus Hamer. Yeah, miles ahead of everyone on the pitch. Yeah, it'd be hard to disagree with that. Dave? Yeah, same for me, Hamer. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. We'll now move on and talk about yesterday's 2-2 draw away at Bournemouth. Uh, Dave, let's start with the match stats. Yeah, it was one of those uh, one of those fixtures, wasn't it? 44 percent possession nine shots versus nine six shots on tar- target versus their five 365 passes completed versus their 520 um seven interceptions versus 16 23 tackles one versus 15 six aerial duels one uh versus their eight so um yeah you can see on the stats there can't you the areas of of what we were a bit up against it yeah it's interesting that isn't it because they did pass the ball really well um, but they didn't threaten, really, did they? No, oh, I mean, 520 much. passes and 200 of those were times them going shot. back to the defence. <laughs> you know, so our closing down at, at times was, was superb yesterday. Mm. Yeah, the organisation was was really good. And that was, that was a key thing in that first 40 minutes, was how organised we were, definitely. Mm. It was quite funny you talk about the aerials. Probably, you know, all eight of those were probably Billing just taking it on his chest. Yeah, he's that tall. Yeah, yeah. Um, the team news came out, and it was probably the first time this season where we've looked a little bit stretched, and probably sort of highlighted our our small squad. Dean. Yeah, it, it did a little, but I, I sort of thought the changes he made, other than losing out on Rose, would have been made anyway. Yeah, mm. uh, was that a dodgy madras for for Michael Rose? Was I it think from the hotel, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. yeah, I think he had flu or something. Not COVID, luckily. So at least hasn't got isolate. So. He should um, be back for next week, but fingers yeah. crossed, yeah, because uh, the Dabo yeah, thing does not miss. work. Uh, he opted for for one against one up top against Sheffield, didn't he? And he, uh, he sort of knew he would do the same today to try and get that extra body in midfield to try and match Bournemouth's energy. Um, and you know we were going to be out of position a, a lot in this game, and that showed. And in the, obviously the, the 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 stats there with the with the passing stats and the shape and the press, which we've, we've just highlighted there, was going to be absolutely key. When one man moved forward, the other one dropped into the hole. And bef- between the fourth, Kelly Sheaf, Allen and O'Hare, they did that job pretty well on the hole. Um, but like I just said a minute ago, I think the biggest thing is, is seeing Dabo slot into that third centre-back slot. Now, if Hamer had been fit, I think you probably would have seen Sheaf drop in there and Dabo would have been at right wing back. But, you know, for some reason, Robin seems to persist and somehow shoehorned Dabo into this team. You talk mm. about the favourites and maybe it shows here. And we've seen him in that slot three times already, haven't we, this year? And it, and it just doesn't work. It doesn't mm. suit him. It's not his game. You know, you're under a lot of pressure in that position when you play with three because the way we play, we try and pass it out. So you're under, pre- under pressure quite a lot of the time. And I think 
it showed that he can't really deal with that press yeah. on, on him. He, he sort of panics. For, yeah, for, I remember, the, remember the Reading, was it Reading game when he gave away a penalty? Yeah. He was, that was system, wasn't it? Yeah, so um, he's, he's uncomfortable there. Yeah. Um, and But I, I just kind of feel like Robbins has shoehorned him in, into, into the team for some, for some un, unknown reason, but it's probably down to, to the lack of squad we've got. Yeah. Um, and it was a bit of a battle for possession, really, in the early exchanges, Dave. Neither team really settled into the game. No, I think um, Bournemouth were probably quite surprised about the press. Um, they were trying to, you know, play play intricate passes and try and um, get get around the back and, and get past us. But we we just held a really really good um, shape. Uh, that box midfield, I think, did a really really good job. Um, Alan and obviously Sheaf and Kelly were were phenomenal. So I think yeah, we we made it difficult for them, and that meant that they couldn't really really couldn't get a foot into the game. We did have an early opportunity uh, through Sheaf, but just didn't put his foot through the ball, did he, Dean? We've had, he's had a few like that recently. Yeah, I was going to say, he's got this habit of popping up on the edge of the box, doesn't he? It's like... You just want to see him, you know, curl it in, but... Yeah, you know, it's, it's like his quality is like, actually as a box-to-box midfielder rather than yeah. a defensive midfielder. I don't know who's been saying that for months. Um, I couldn't possibly <laughs> possibly comment on that. Um, but yeah, the finishing, yeah, that's something he needs to work on because if he is going to pop in that in that position two or three times a game, you know, sooner or later, he has to try and, and, and make something of it. Um, he gets good opportunities and that's something he, he really needs to work on. Do you think it's a bit of a confidence thing? Like, you know, he probably hasn't scored many goals or any goals in, you know, in professional football, really. And... I don't know, it just takes one to sort of feel like you can do it and you, you've got it in you to, to shoot from that distance. And when he's when he's partaking in the okie cokey every week, in out, in out, it's <laughs> it's very it's very hard yeah. to, to to sort of get that confidence in your game. Um but I think yesterday he was outstanding. Mm, he was yeah, yeah. he was just everywhere on the pitch, you know. He seems to win balls that he has no right to win as well. Which which is a great asset to have in the middle of the park. Um, He's got like a bit of a Jamie esque sort of like tenacity about his tackling, but obviously a lot more stronger and bigger, and he just seems to get a foot in as well, doesn't he? Yeah, and he must have really long, uh, really long feet, like Coco the clown, because he just is a nip in and and, and get that ball away. Um, but I, I I thought he played really well against Sheffield, and he, he definitely deserves a run in the team. I suppose yeah. the, the problem you've got is that you've got Liam Kelly, Angus Hamer all vying for that position too. Yeah. Josh Eccles now back in the fold. Brilliant to see that as well. Um, will he stake a claim in the middle of the park too? So it's good to have these options though, isn't it? Competition's great. Um, yeah. But I think Sheaf over the last couple of weeks has really made the most of that opportunity. And I think Sheaf and Hamer's our best, best option? Uh, no, I don't think they work together well. I, I, I kind of feel like they, they both want to move forward. Mm. I think you need uh, you need that you need the Liam Kelly in there, regarding and then the other two just you know swap and change, but you're never going to drop Hamer. Yeah. So, I think it's just when Hamer's not available, she she slots into that into that position. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. Um, we had we had another really good chance just after that. Um, a really good ball in from Kane on the right. Um, Godden really close to opening the scoring. Um. Once again, Dave, excellent delivery from Todd Kane. Yeah, 
we spoke about it last week, didn't we? We talked about it, you know, we think he's probably got the best delivery in the cl- in the club from from the, the that sort of right back, left back position. Um and Godden running those channels like he does, so close. Um I think Godden, you could tell he was so frustrated. He was he was, you know, inches really, but fantastic it was really, really good football that was. And um yeah, we looked we looked dangerous again down down those uh, wing backs and causing Bournemouth a lot of problems and I think that yeah Godden will be will be gutted because it was um but it was it was such it was it's at pace and and that that panics teams um and defenders and that's what we want to see more of and Callum O'Hare I think if he continues his run there at the back post he's yeah. got a free goal yeah, yeah. and the, he doesn't gamble enough uh, for me Callum O'Hare something that he also needs to work on is, is getting in those right positions and gambling uh, when the time and the opportunity arises and you know it could be a different game at one nil at that point as well. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then as it got close to half time, I think I remember turning to you, Dave, and saying, you know, let's just let's just hang on to half time now. And what was it, 10, 15 seconds to go? And Jaden Anthony whips the ball into the box. Fads doesn't go for it. Moore's kind of just left in no man's land, and it ends up in the back of the net. Um, really, really disappointing. This Dean, isn't it? Especially the timing of the goal as well. Yeah, the timing is absolutely key here. It's, it's, it's a bitter blow, isn't it, to go in, into the half one nil down, especially after, you know, being so well drilled and well organised in dealing with anything Bournemouth sort of created in, in that half. Um, yeah, I mean, you and Dave said, you, you were talking about it, Oggy said it about 10 seconds before it actually happened as well. So we all cursed it then. commentators curse at that <laughs> point. Um, but it's, it's kind of a goal we see time and time again, isn't it, in football? You know, that sort of, in swinging ball towards the back post, um, it's probably one of the most dangerous, dangerous balls to, to who's, play. In whose the game. responsibility is that, Dean? Is that is that fads should be heading that out, or is it poor communication from more? Who would you blame in that uh, in that situation? I, I'm probably going to put in, in this situation. The blame for me goes to more, um, just because I don't think fads is anywhere close to it to actually deal with the situation. I think he's yeah. too far off the ball because he's playing. He's playing that high. They're all the defense is playing a high line because of where Anthony is with the ball. Yeah, and Kane does really well because he stands him up. He can't go anywhere other than cut inside. And if he just cut inside, we should have enough players to deal with the situation if, if a ball comes into the box like that. But Anthony puts absolutely nothing on the ball. It's like it's in slow motion. If you look back at it. It's just really it like lethargic. Yeah. yeah, it sort of took it's an almost age to like blindsided as well isn't it? Because yeah. you had Fads just in front of it um, and Kane, obviously. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's one of those that just sneaks in, doesn't it? You just, you watch it and think it's going to go wide. Yeah. And more, more, more should be more commanded here for me. Yeah. Um, and, and we'll talk about that later on for the second goal as yeah. well, I suspect. But just get a hand to it. You know, he's stuck in two minds like the clash, isn't he? Like, should I stay or should I go? And, like, <laughs> he doesn't do either. He sort of trickles in. Well, it's, then, like, it's, it's those weird ones, isn't it? Because like, the keeper wants to be ready for the potential header, but then yeah. you've also got to deal with the ball into the box kind of as well before a situation yeah. happens. See, it's, kind of, it's a weird one, isn't it? You, you wait for Billing, a header, so, but then you let the ball go in. Yeah, Billing comes between the left wing back and the first centre half on the left. And he's obviously anticipating that run for him to, to sort of come and head it. So, of course, you've got, got, you're, you're sort of going to stand your ground, but for me, you've also got to come and try and deal with the situation before that even occurs. Yeah. So for me, more is at fault for this one. Um, 
and obviously cue the polite applause from the library. I mean, Vitality, um, which was horrific, wasn't it? Yesterday? Yeah, very, very quiet. Um, strange football club, actually, really, to be honest. Um, just It's just weird going to a ground that small that a team fighting for promotion. Yeah. It's all very odd. But They're I think big-headed, a, aren't they, as well? It's just a symptom of, like, the, the football, uh, the money in football, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, you can be that small of a club, but be really successful. Bournemouth and are a nothing don't club. don't matter, clearly. They really are a nothing club. Um, yeah. And it's just, yeah, frustrating that. But, you know, they, they've, they've, they've worked hard to get into the position they're in and the parachute payments are... Uh, yeah. showing aren't they that's that's the world we're we're in unfortunately um the game did settle again in the early second half and robbins did make a switch he brought vic on for jamie allen which did feel like it gave us a bit more going forwards dave yeah definitely this was the right thing to do um i think godden just looked like he needed a bit of support he was yeah. struggling to hold it up at times um and then when he was there didn't really to be a lot of support um i think he just needed someone up there with him to be running the channels and give defenders a bit more to think about so he actually had a bit more space um but yeah definitely had the desired effect and it was nice to see robin's positive to go to up top um and uh you know try and take it to him yeah Unfortunately, though, not too long after that sub, Bournemouth made it two. Uh, ball in again from Anthony. Um, this time it was Billing that got on the end of it. And I think, Dean, you've already alluded to this, but Simon should have been much better here commanding his box. Yeah, tre- Treacle. Stuck in Treacle, wasn't he? Um, yeah. But first of all, if you look at the defence, I'm going to pick up on the defence here. Dabo, so that makes you centre-half. First of all, he needs to drop five yards and deal with Solanke. And then that will lead leave Fads then to deal with the runner, which is Billing. And instead, he's Fads is kind of stuck with, you know, both of them and runs with Neva, gives up halfway. But Simon needs to be braver there. You know, goalkeepers have this renowned reputation of being mental nut jobs, And then he's just come out and deal with the situation. If he gets hurt, he gets hurt. It is what it is. But yeah, poor, a poor game from Simon yesterday. I thought, um, which by is his standard by his very high standard. Yeah, and you know, I can't, I can't, I can't uh, have too fault, uh, too much fault with a fellow because he's been absolutely key to to our um, success this season so far. I mean, we used to concede goals like that every week when we had Burge and people in goal, didn't we? Oh, I've got horror, horror nightmares now just thinking you expect, about it. You just expect a, a much higher level from Simon, which he set for himself. He has, and he, he's done that. He's like I say, he's done really, really well this season. I can't begrudge a bad performance now and again. Um, every every player has a bad performance at some point during the season. Um, but looking at and, and, and conditions as well for a goalkeeper. Oh yeah, 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 that's something we haven't even talked about. The conditions yesterday were absolutely dreadful, weren't they? I mean, you're probably judging balls slightly differently, and that's those wins, aren't you? Yeah, you can't make it easy. You were talking about back, weren't they? They were almost holding up in the air and coming all the way back to you, weren't they? That so you're probably going to hesitate yeah. more. You know, you're probably hesitating slightly than what you would do normally because you're not, you know, you're not sure what might happen. Yeah, you can't judge it. That's for sure. And it probably had the same effect with the Anthony goal in that first half as well. The wind probably took, yeah. took that took that ball. That hence why it went in slow motion. I, I suspect, but um, yeah, like I say. You know, Simon will will say has saved us so many points this season, and yeah. he'll 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 do it again. But just a just a bad day at the office for him yesterday. Yeah. And then a poor pass from Bournemouth allowed Godden a run at goal. He got brought down by Lerma just outside the box, and Lerma saw a straight red as a result. Um, very much game on at this point, Dave. Yeah, you could you know you could 
sort of sense that will feel Bournemouth panicking, couldn't they, when when that happened? And yeah, no questions about the red. Um, and superb from Godden really to to react and um, get just get enough on that to to take it past. Um, and Tiggy brought down, and that was it. Yeah, red. Um, wish we'd have done a little bit more from the from the free kick after that. But um, it really was a chance then to think, right, let's let's have a good go at them. Yeah. And then we did start piling on the pressure, didn't we, Dean? And you just really had that sense and feeling a bit, I suppose, a bit the opposite to the Birmingham game. You felt like we would, something was going to happen here and the game definitely wasn't over. Yeah, all, all Ted Lasso fans will know um, about believe um, as a slogan. And I think that's when we started to believe yeah. in this game. <laughs> up, until, up, up until the sending, heart, sending off, I thought attacking-wise, we were really poor. You know, as poor as we'd been this whole season, you know, nothing was really coming off. Passing was really lacklustre. And then that first bit of sustained pressure where we put their back line into some scrutiny, you could feel the tension in their ranks. And that really, really lifted us. And that was, yeah. that was a pleasure to see. And the Skyboro army as well, you guys were there. It seemed to sort of find that extra gear as well in the support yeah. yeah, and sort of go to that sort of next level of, of support, if that makes sense. And that really drove the team onto to, to success in that. In that, yeah, in, in, in that little period definitely lifted the crowd because I think it was starting to fizzle out a little bit and it went a bit quiet and then that happened and it really just like lifted the away end it quietened the home fans down not that they could get that much quieter but but yeah and then um, yeah Liam Kelly makes their player um, gets it across the box and Matty Godden the bagsman is there to finish it off and make it 2-1 Dave yeah this is absolutely incredible by Kelly like he's he's been you know he's been playing some really key Attacking, you know, we talk about his defensive role in the team, but he's been he's been key, isn't he, in in a lot of attacking moves that have secured us goals um, and points throughout the season. And uh, this was no different. Absolute nutmegs uh, galore, and then Godden's just there, isn't he? They they were panicking as well at this point, I think, um, and they just were doing anything they could to keep the ball out. And Godden there, straight in, no time to get the lawnmower out, ball in his arm, little yeah. Uh, didn't mess about, yeah. did he? No, that's it. Straight back to the uh, the centre circle and let's go again. But fantastic. The, the, Matty Godden, that's where that's where you want him and that's where he comes alive. He knows where the net is. He's, you know, a bit of a fox in the box at times. And yeah, fantastic finish. And um, that really started then, put everything, didn't it? The wheels in motion for a, for a yeah. good go and, and, and put Bournemouth under some serious, serious pressure. Yeah. The power of the tash. Yeah, it was. Yeah. We need final, to talk about the, the Tash. Fantastic. The final game of the Tash. Possibly. No, it can't be. Because He's he said a... if he scores at the end of November, Is that what he said? he's going to keep the Tash into December. I think just keep it till Christmas. You might as well. Listen, I will put on the line now. If he keeps the Tash until the new year and scores five goals up until the new year, I will give £200 to that charity for him. Keep the Tash. There you go. Keep the Tash. It's incredible. It's the best. It's the best moustache I've ever seen. I've got. I'm going to be honest. It's incredible, and he really suits it as well. Yeah, it does weirdly suit. For more grooming, for, for more grooming tips, join us next week. Um, if we go through <laughs> the best beard oils, also available. No, um, he's 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 come alive the last what eight games? Is it six goals in eight games? Yeah, yeah. And like Dave said, there, that is where he comes into his own in that six-yard box. In the box, in in general, he's just alive. Um, and 
there's a handball there as well. That if you know if, if the ball doesn't go in, I think we're looking going down to to playing nine men at that point because it's a deliberate handball on on the on the goal line. But um, never, nevertheless, Matty Godden, what, what a player! And yeah. you know, <laughs> you look at it. Last year, we were questioning whether his career was over, and look where yeah. he is now. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Um, and in all the excitement of that goal, getting that goal back, um, no one really seemed to notice, but uh, Robbins took Sheaf off and brought Jody Jones on. Um, and I thought, thought he made a real difference. There was that that one down the left where he had a real good turn of pace to win that free kick, Dean. And yeah, he looked really lively. Yeah, and it's it's good to see Jody. We've been waiting to see him back in the fold for, for quite a while. He's um, He's been warming up that bench quite well, hasn't he, over the, the last few weeks. Um, and I think there's been games this season where we've kind of, his asset of driving with the ball would have been useful. Birmingham, yeah. for example, um, I think he would have been useful there too. And against 10 men, this was obviously going to be apparent. He showed real signs yesterday of that directness and pace. And, and this free kick showed, showed that, you know, touched it beyond the defender. He couldn't deal with the pace and and we got a free kick out of it. Although, you know, as, a, as, a, as all free kicks seem to, yeah. Seem to be for Coventry. We made absolutely nothing of it. Yeah, we get very excited when we get them, but then yeah, I think it comes to them, especially when Hamer's not on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that free kick the other week when he hit the bar. Oh, still reeling about that. That was an oh, unbelievable offside. strike. Yeah, that was mad. But yeah, and then deep, deep into injury time, which from now on will exclusively be called Robin's time. Um, Todd Kane gets the ball from Godden on the right and. I don't know how we're going to describe this one, chaps. He, I'm going to say whips the ball over towards goal in some some regard. Um, and then to the surprise, really, of 10,000 people in the ground, it lands in the net. Um, Dave, I don't know what you made of it. Kane claims it was a shot. Robbins claims it was a shot. I suppose we kind of have to take their word for it, but it probably does not matter, to be honest. No, couldn't care less if he if he meant it. <laughs> if he did meant it, fair play because it, you know he was the only one in the whole I don't know about a sixty kilometer you know vicinity of Bournemouth that spotted that uh, gap uh, and the and the uh, goalkeeper sort of slightly off his line. And and again, we don't know how much the the wind or the conditions have helped that. And oh, I think helped. also just you know looking at Bournemouth, they were just almost destined they were just so pegged back and panicking that you you know you saw a team change they flipped you know from in control good passing football to to those final moments where they just they've just sheer panic wasn't they and um Kane deserves that because he'd been getting forward all game he'd been running those channels and he defensively was really really good as well to be fair yesterday and um yeah, he deserved that. And it was just, I think mean, I lost you down a couple of rows. Uh, I don't know where you went. You <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, absolute, complete and utter limbs in the away end. Like, probably some of the best I've seen for a few years. Dave, yeah, fantastic. Like, I've got just, a lump on my shin. Yeah, followers deserves. Is, you know, it's what you, know. you want on a Sunday morning. I think he was off to, off to Southampton to try and get his flight back home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah. it was, yeah, incredible scenes. And you know, leaving the ground again, it was just, it was incredible. We pulled it back and it's just testament to this team, you know, that just will not lie down and just, you know, get, they'll, you know, keep going to the final whistle and they repaid the fans for what was a terrible trip, awful conditions, so cold. Um, and everyone got what they, uh, what they came to see. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a good result, isn't it, Dean? Coming back from Tunnel away from home and, 
just typifies this team. They never know when they're defeated, do they? Absolutely not. But they, they did cost me a four three points in the tweet league, which is very annoying. It would have took me back to the top, but there you what go. Did you, what did you have? 2 1? I had 2 1 Bournemouth. I went with my, my head rather than my heart this week. Serves you right for betting against, putting a, betting against us, Dean. Yeah. Well, I'm a competitive guy. I, need, I want to win the. Uh, I want to win the yeah the little picture frame because they're, <laughs> they're really they're really cool. Um, yeah. But like you say, a brilliant result. Uh, the never say die attitude. But that's seven or eight points now in the last ten minutes of a game. Yeah, that we've, that we've, that we've won. So you know, without the those, we'll be mid table. Yeah, I was going to say something about that because, you know, Dave, you mentioned, you know, end of the season, we'll look back and games like Birmingham will say two points dropped, but equally you'll have to look back and say all the games where we've, you know, won it in the last minute. I think Reading was at the 98th minute. That's two points gained. So there's plenty you can look at where we've gained points, you know, late on. And, you know, there are going to be some where we just don't, we can't, don't quite have enough to to do that every week. Yeah, no, agreed. And and I think, it's just that, that that 20 minute period against Birmingham is the one that sort of killed us. And that, that is what it is, but yeah, exactly that. You're going to get that along the season. You're going to struggle to break teams down or they're going to make it just a really, really horrible game. And, um, you know, unfortunately we couldn't there, but, but it made up for it yesterday a little bit. I think we still probably would have wanted a few more points from these, the last three games. Um, but, you know, we're still in a really good position and you look you say you want to pick up these points and I think we're still in that mindset of Coventry need to pick up points every every you know against Birmingham teams like that and um Dar- Derby um I think because you worry that the teams around you are so good but they're actually not you know right. the teams around us are faltering at times as well um Bournemouth yeah, was themselves, it in the, right it, you look I think at in the week they picked three? up one point haven't they two yeah, points I think, I think in the week it was something like three out of the top 12 one Something yeah. like that. I'm not sure what it was at the weekend, but probably not much better. I'd yeah. imagine. There's only, two, there's only two teams with more than two points gained this week. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. you know, it shows how tight this league is. You know, yeah. there's going to be so many weeks where we sit here and go, oh, you know, if if if, if only. But you've got to look at the other teams as well. They're, they're saying the same look thing. Look at Bournemouth, though, you know, going away to Derby. I'm not saying Derby are a bad team or, or whatever, but you expect them to pick up three points there probably um you'd expect them to at least get a point at Millwall which I know they did and they probably would have been thinking the, the Coventry at home was, was probably one of the easier easier fixtures at home you know so yeah it's like you know they've picked up two points I think yeah I think now. these three points like you say we could have got more but I think it just keeps us ticking over and results are, have gone our way around us and we're not that's in a the bad thing. position. It's, it's almost like another thing as well. Have they gone our table. way, or or just it is the championship, and actually we are just a team that is is fairly consistent. Which sounds again weird to say, but yeah. you look at teams like QPR. They they haven't been consistent, um, and we're probably fortunate to to beat us really um, if we hadn't have had probably one of our worst performances in, in terms of lying down uh, this season. Yeah. So, I think, I think we are just. It, it just sounds very weird to say that out loud. That you know we're probably one of the most consistent teams in the championship at the moment. Yeah, nine points cover third to seventeenth. Yeah, so. that's bad. And I think if you look at the league table, it is interesting because obviously it's tightened up with the playoff positions. Obviously, we're only two points within the playoffs, but then there's a point uh, points gap of three between Stoke and Huddersfield. Yeah. So you've kind of built this gap 
you know, between like the top seven and then eighth, there's a bit of a gap. And we've got to play Stoke and Huddersfield soon. So, yeah, it's, it's easy as well, we're comfortably in there at the let's moment. Let's let teams like Fulham go. Let's let teams like Bournemouth go. But actually taking a point off of Bournemouth <coughs> is, is not just only important for us, you know, of course, but it's just important to keep that, even those top two spots, you know, if if things change in the next couple of weeks, months, then... It, that could look a lot differently. I mean, they do. But yeah, Dave wants an automatic promotion push. Yeah, I'm just saying that you know to... you are by beating teams like Fulham at home and and drawing with Bournemouth away. You're you're doing your bit, aren't you, to keep those those positions sort of attainable, I guess. And and although they look like they're running away with it, they're not not quite. They you know yeah. they're not. Although we will rely on those teams beating the teams like the Stokes and the of the Blackburn. Well, not everybody can win each week. No. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, lads. Well, let me get a man of the match off you, um, Dave. Yeah, Matty Gordon for me. Um, but I think if we hadn't have had that, the spell that we, we did and we hadn't have drawn, I think uh, Ben Sheaf was incredible yesterday. And I think it's just, I can't, I still can't understand why he gets stick. I still can't understand. I think we heard that, Connor Thomas, you know, get him back in or something like that. It's mad, madness. Like he was brilliant. He was absolutely superb. And, you know, he he needs to he he needs to keep keep those performances up. And that's a chance for him to to get in the squad. But Matty Godden, yeah, his, you know, he's he had the most shots, uh, most shots on target. He got an assist in the um and his goal and um, you know, in the absence of Andy, uh, who scored rating of seven point nine four, so for me nice. it was it was well uh, justified. Matty, fantastic, Godden. <laughs> Somewhere in a Leicestershire uh, suburb, there's a man frothing at the mouth at hearing a who scored rating and some stats. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, I, I echo the the Ben Sheaf sentiments there uh, for for sure. Um, I think he's been a key player the last couple of weeks, but. I'm going to go with Todd Kane. I just think he covered a lot of ground in that second half, attacking-wise. Um, he seems to take up really good defensive positions as well. And the finish was 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 quality. Uh, not a cross, looks up, sees to keep off his line. Delicate chip. Thank you very much. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. The Sky Blues will entertain West Bromwich Albion on Saturday in another Midlands derby at the CBS. Um, Dave, you can't help but be excited for this one, can you? I know, and it's just it. You know, even off the back of this weekend, it makes it even better. But did we think, you know, we were going to be playing against West Brom and needing needing a result for you know to 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 keep overtake ourselves in, in the playoffs? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Um, you know, it's it's almost a six pointer for for what feels like not the wrong reasons, but definitely wouldn't have predicted this at the start of the season. So it's absolutely huge. I think it's going to be a pretty big crowd up there, we hope. Um, I'm not sure if if anyone's seen what the sort of sales are looking like at the moment, but I think after Saturday, I think everyone will start to come back out. And yeah, I think we're, it's going to be another humdinger, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it certainly will be. Um, Dean, West Brom, interesting side. Um, had a bit of a mixed season, really. Um they're obviously third in the leagues. So they've clearly picked up some good results, but just a lot of noise out of West Brom from the fans and pundits is that they just haven't been massively impressed with what they've seen. Um, so what can we expect from them? 
Yeah, panic button well and truly being smashed by uh, West Brom. Inside West Brom and outside West Brom. Uh, like you said, decent position, but they won't be happy that they're not up there competing with Fulham and Bournemouth at this stage. I think there's nine points away they are from, from those automatic yeah. positions. Fans are getting restless. Um, they've booed the team off the last four matches, which is absolutely mental. Wow considering where they are. Um, this is why the team that finishes third never does well in the playoffs, by the way. Because there's that like attitude of like, we should have been should, automatic. Should have been and we've, yeah. we've lost out, whereas we're just having a laugh. If we finish sixth, then we really we're laughing, aren't we? Laugh. It's you, interesting though, isn't it? The, dif- the difference in mindset. If you want to laugh, by the way, just do a search for hashtag WBA on Twitter and you'll see one of the most hilarious meltdowns, you know, in, in, in history. It's the perfect time to be playing them, um, I, I think, anyway. Uh, their midfield is absolutely ravaged with suspensions and injuries. Livermore and Malumbu are definitely out, you know, two of their first-choice midfield. Nice. Moet got kicked around the park yesterday, so there's a doubt on him. He was limping off at the end of the game. So it's likely that uh, Adam Reach, you, you, you know, has, has got a lot of championship um, experience. He'll play in the middle of the park. He can't tackle for Toffee. He's got no legs. So the energy like O'Hare and potentially Allen around him is probably going to be too much for, for him. There's been a bust up between the manager and Robert Snodgrass over the weekend. He's been told he can leave. He will not play again for West Bromwich Albion. Um, Sounds like Coronation Street, Dino. It, it than, is uh, mental. Club. It's absolutely mental. Um, and then this evening, one of the West Brom um, extra accounts, I'm not sure where they've got, they've got the uh, their name from, but uh, key members of, of the team have apparently had a bust up with Ishmael over the weekend as well. And they're not happy with the team's progression. So a huge amount of problems, you know, listing up for, for West Brom. They've been a bit lacklustre as well at the top end of the pitch. They've only scored the same amount of goals as us. And, you know, considering the amount of firepower that this team has got, um, that's not that's not a great position to be in. Then Carlon Grant, who's an attacking midfielder, is their top goal scorer with eight goals. You know, coming into the season, they were hoping Callum Robertson would hit the heights. You've got Jordy Hugill as well. You know, he's been in this division uh, a, a while as well and scored goals at this level, along with Matt Phillips as well. So there's, there's, they're, they're a team, you know, sort of on on a real, really bad bad spell as well. So this is the perfect time to, for us to, to be playing them. But knowing Coventry City will probably give them a, a free pass to three points for some reason. It's, that's, the, that's our... Uh, that's our way of doing things. Mm. Yeah, very interesting. So they, as they you can tell, s- I'm really excited about playing West Brom who are in such <laughs> bad, bad form. Yeah, it's just one of those, isn't it? Like you always, it's good. It's obviously useful that they're in that situation for us, but like you say, always is a little bit concerning at the same time. You always hate to think we might be the club where things turn around. I thought that Sheffield United might have been the case as well, but it wasn't. Um, He'll be gone, but at the weekend, if, if they lose to us, um, Ishmael will be gone there. Well, we're, we're good at getting managers sacked, aren't we? Um, and it seems to be over the last month where their performances have turned. And, and stewards, Tom. I think that's stewards. What's that? And stewards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't know what happened there. But, but yeah, yeah the, a... the, the bus, the, sorry, the, um, the, the bus stops have sort of happened in, in at the same time as this turning form. So obviously not happy with the sort of style of play that they're playing um, and I think it's an opportunity for us to just to run this midfield ragged uh, with lots of energy buzzing around 
and we'll, we'll create opportunities. Uh, again, something I talked about a couple of weeks ago, um, wing-backs in this division, uh, West Brom's wing-backs do not play as high up the pitch as our wing-backs do. So there's an opportunity there to, to sort of counter them if they do, do push forward. Mm. Dave, how would you expect us to approach this game? I think he'll go back to two up top, won't he? Um, yep. And you can't drop Godden um, and Jokeres would probably be the man alongside him. Um, so it probably means that Allen comes out, I guess. Um, and depending on the fitness of Hamer, um, Ben Sheaf possibly drops mm. out for Kelly or, you know, either or. Um, and then, yeah, I think you'd pretty much be keeping the same team, depending on the defensive, um, you know, issues with with Rose. Um, I'm not sure Clark Salter's ready to come back either. So, has he gone back to Chelsea for sort of some treatment? I read. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm no, not sure, wasn't sure. Um, but I'm that, not sure how that works. If that's the case, then you'd expect that to be a bit longer, wouldn't you? Then. Yeah, you wouldn't send him back for some kind of no. minor minor thing that he could deal. That's what we don't. can deal with here. Feels like we don't get a lot of information on the injuries at the moment, mm. which is interesting. Whether that's deliberate, I don't know. Cards to the keeping cards close to the chest, I imagine. Yeah. Did you see that thing about Matt, that rumor about Matson as well? Possibly no. going back to Chelsea. I don't know if there's much truth. I see that, that happening. Yeah. It was yeah. coming out of a lot of Chelsea accounts, which I always think gives it slightly more credibility than you know Bob from Bedworth. But I, I also don't think many of these Chelsea fans know who Coventry are. So um, there is that. Yeah, they're like drag him out of League Two. Oh, well, they're in the Championship. Yeah, when did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it must have been back in my day. Our, our second and third Champions League final, but. Um, yeah, I guess um, for me, I think if we've got that, um, you know, situation with the centre-back sorted and Hyam, McFadden and Rose could line up, then I'd probably still want to keep Kane in um, and I'd probably go Dabo left-back um, and and rest Matson. I just think he's not been massively on his game the last couple of, you know, fixtures and obviously he had that that sending off didn't he um and I think defensively for me that's Dabo just gives us a little bit more defensively and I think against West Brom that's probably what you're going to need um so for me I'd I'd do that um but Robbins I you know he'll play Matson won't he 100% um but we'll see but yeah definitely two up top I can't see Robbins doing anything different than that yeah and Dean, as Dave alluded to, uh, probably expect another big crowd up the CBS, probably, you know, getting towards 25k, you'd hope. Obviously, they're bringing a lot as well. Should be a good good afternoon. I hope hope so. Early kickoffs, though, as well. I don't really like 12.30s, but I'm really excited because no. this is my first game in about two months that I've been able to I'll, go to. So I'll be able to see you in person, Dean. For um, yeah, it was the last time. Last time was QPR, wasn't, wasn't it? Yeah. It'd be nice was, to have a little beer or something. That was a good day out, wasn't it? That went well. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe you're the bad luck charm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe I should just stay away. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a bumper crowd, hopefully 25,000. You know, we, we talked about games on Sky having an effect, but it didn't seem to have an effect against Birmingham. And that was a midweek match as well, didn't, wasn't it? So, you know, yeah. maybe maybe the times are changing uh, with with people going up there, which is great I think to see. It, I think with it being such a positive atmosphere, I think it used to be a case of it was a proper long, like slog to yeah. go to the Rico and it was almost negative going there. Now you can't wait for Saturday to come along. Now you get that buzz and that feeling. Yeah. and people, people just want to get that again and again. Yeah, um, and definitely. This, you, you just can't replicate that sitting in the pub. So, 
hopefully, fingers crossed, yeah, like you say, it'll be another big crowd. Fingers crossed. Good um, money as well, isn't it? Good money for the club. Yeah, exactly. Good money for the tickets. Obviously, being on Sky, I think we get a hundred grand or something. So, and bump, bump up the prices off. to 30 quid for, for 4,500 away fans. Yeah. I mean, you'd I love to the, see that. There Because there are a few eyebrows raised about the ticket pricing, but I think they've got it about right, really, because there's plenty of incentives for the home fans with the packages, the season tickets, and then, you know, charge the away fans more, really. The only things um, I would say is I would have less categories. I'd just have category A, category B. Yeah. Um, I suppose they, just, just I think they, points. it's that, isn't it? And then there's like midweek sort of 20 quid, isn't there, as a sort of C, but yeah. Well, how many times do we get absolutely ravaged when we go away from home? So, you know, yeah. we, it's about time we started doing it for, for away fans <laughs> yeah. as well. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm going to grab some predictions. Um, Dave? It's going to be a tight game, but I think I think both teams are going to score in this fixture, uh, but I think we're going to win 2-1. Dean, I'm going to give you the honour of picking a Tweet League prediction. Wait, um, can match I know, my you'll, I know you'll do your own one separately. That's fine, but... No, no, you can. We'll match what what I go All for right. a comfortable two 0 victory for the Sky Blues. I just can't see anything other than a, a Sky Blue victory. I really can't. I think West Brom are absolutely in dire straits, um, and we need to punish them. Yeah, that would be a brilliant result. And obviously, the I think six out of the top seven are playing each other this weekend. Is that right? Yeah, that's it. Uh, and that's that's uh, we were talking about. Obviously, everyone can't win and, and stuff like that at the, at, at the same time. So you know, the more teams that play each other as well in the weeks that we can pick up potential wins, that's yeah. that's even better. Uh, yeah, so, so yeah, I'm looking forward to to seeing what arises at the end of the weekend. Yeah. See, see where we are. A win on win on Saturday would be enormous. Um, that's all we've got time for this evening, chaps. Thanks very much for joining me. As always. And listeners, do make sure you check out our partners, Short and Horn, across their socials. And remember, you can get involved in the conversation across our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook pages. All you need to do is use the hashtag SkyBluesExtraPodcast. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra Podcast. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage nissan townstar ev strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable Look, just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty and with a bench full of all-star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all-star quality search nissan townstar ev and visit your local all-star van center to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.